Welcome to the Abbott Loop Community Church Podcast. For more information about Abbott Loop, visit abbottloop.org. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> just so you know, my longest service was just about six months ago. It was 12 hours. <laughs> and so we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're not going to add water. We're just going to let the Holy Ghost do it in about 30, okay? <laughs> we're, we're gonna, it's just going to be just as fun. No, honestly, the people couldn't leave. They couldn't get up. And so I dismissed like six or seven times, and nobody got up. <laughs> you know, because it's, it's all about him and not us, right? It's about him. So if, if he actually would, can you believe this? If he would actually, like, get somebody to be on the same page with him and yield, that he could actually do something through, this world would be changed so quickly if we would just get a couple people. He just needs, a, like, four crazy friends to lower you down. And through a ceiling, okay. So he's just looking for a couple of crazy friends, amen. Um, I'm a part of the body of Christ, so everything that God does through the body is to my benefit and yours too, right? So if you get built up, it's it's to my benefit because then you can build me up, and then you have something inside of you that I don't have. God rigged it that way because we're going to have to need each other. Are you getting it? We need each other because He rigged it that way. All right, so you want to hear about heaven, right? You want to hear about Jesus? Okay. Well, as, as, um, just to help me expedite this, turn to Psalms 23, and, and then just keep Psalms 91 as well ready, okay? All right? I'll give you a minute to do that. Now, um, oh, man. Dear Lord, the help has arrived already. And so this is really good. Do you feel that? I mean, I don't go by feelings, but it's nice, isn't it, what happens? I mean, you know, I don't eat ice cream every day, but I would if I could, you know. Dear Lord. Dear Lord. Okay. I can't even see my notes, so dear Lord. Okay. Here's the thing about Jesus. Everything can be going you know, normal because you're in control, and you, you consider that normal because you're in control. I'm speaking by the Spirit right now, if, you don't, if you're not catching this. Everything seems normal because you're in control. And then he comes in, and he asks you to get out of the driver's seat. And then all of a sudden, your worlds start colliding. How many know exactly what I'm saying? Everything's fine. It's like my dad, you know, everything was fine until I brought the Bible in a conversation. And he didn't want me to bring the Bible into it. Well, see, that's what the devil does is, you know, he wants you in the arena, in his arena by his rules, because then he can win. But if he, if he comes into your arena on God's rules, he can't win and he knows that. So what he does is he tries to pull you out of God's arena into your own arena so you're left with him and yourself, which is not really good, just so you know. <laughs> All right, so I learned a couple of things. When, when God starts to do things in your life, um, he's not going to ask for your opinion. And there's, a, there's board meetings that will happen without you. So I'm just going to tell you that now, that the Jesus I met, he was just informing me of the way it is. Did you hear what I just said? So if God shows up at your house, I mean, you're probably not going to want to do some of the things that you do just based on the fact that he's there. Because all of a sudden it was fine, and now it's not fine anymore. And you're not going to find fulfillment 
in something that you just did yesterday, and you don't know why. Your, your menu changes. Okay, so that's going to happen in this service. And it, it has to happen. Because we are being transformed into his, his image. We're going back to the original plan of God in our lives, you know. And so it's a walk. So anyway, God, God came into my life in a strong way when I was younger. But something happened to me in um, 1992. And um, I was just going in for a routine surgery on my jaw and my teeth. And um, I had all these plaques on my wall that proved that I knew the Bible in the original languages. You know, and I had trouble even knowing what the English said. And so Jesus shows up in college with my roommate sitting there across from me, and we're having a theological discussion, and Jesus walks in the room, and we fall flat on our faces. The, the beds, the frames of the beds bent from the glory that was on him. He laid hands on my roommate, and my roommate, who doesn't even believe this way, started prophesying to me. Now, Jesus is three feet away from me. He doesn't turn to me and talk to me. He lays his hand on my roommate because he wants to teach us something about the fulfillment of the body. The word of the Lord came through my roommate, who doesn't believe like this, strictly because the word of the Lord came through Jesus's hands and into his spirit and up out of his mouth. And he spoke my destiny. And then Jesus took his hand off, and there's a big red hand mark where he laid his hand on my roommate's back and walked out. This is before I went to heaven. I had someone else participate in something that was happening to me by myself. Now, all of a sudden, God's including other people in it. So he's including you in on this right now. This is for everybody. So when I went in for this surgery, I found myself counting back from 100. When I got to 96, I was outside my body, walking alongside as they were pushing me into the operating room. Not good, just so you know. That's, that's not good. Listening to their conversations, they opened my mouth and they started to put the framework in there and the gauze and everything and they started working on my mouth. And I'm like, excuse me, I'm not there, I'm here, and you need to get me from here back into there. <laughs> you all can do that, I cannot. You believe that? I couldn't get back in my body. So all of a sudden, you know, just like you have control and your life is normal, all of a sudden you're not in control anymore. And you can't save yourself. And so I poked on them, I prodded, I, I yelled. I punched the surgeon in the shoulder, and I could feel his shoulder, but he couldn't feel it. I yelled at the top of my lungs, and I thought, man, I'm being really loud. He didn't hear me, and so as I stepped back, my body on the table started glowing, and I saw my features start to shift. It got so bright and so beautiful that I couldn't look at myself anymore, so I looked away, and I said just out loud, because I realized that nobody could hear me anyway, and um, just so you know, when you're out of your body and out of, out of your, your, you get over yourself real quick. And, and, and 
it's different because you speak the truth. Can you imagine that? What would happen if you'd speak the truth in your body? Just, just a question. <laughs> I mean, I saw God, I saw God, the God who spoke the universe into existence, and he did everything before lunch break. Did seven phases, and um, because there are no, there, it's not like that up there. So uh, you, you can believe what you want, but God did everything, and he wasn't even tired. He's not old either, just so you know. He's called the ancient of days, but that's from our perspective. He's been around a long time, but he hasn't aged a bit. He looks really good. But when he spoke, he spoke because he thought out his intention from his heart. And when he spoke, it framed the world. That's it. All before lunch. And he's like thinking, you know what? It might be time to wrap it up here. Go into the millennium. Let's go to the next stage. So before I leave today, let's go ahead and wrap it up. And we're still, we're, we're going through 6,000 years. And he's gone through just a little bit of time. 1,000 years is a day. When I was there, it seemed like it was even more of a proportion of a, like 10,000 years to a day. But you know what I mean? Nothing moved except him. The clocks don't move. There's no clocks. The sun's always shining. And this is what, what he said to me. When I said, I am beautiful, I heard another voice behind me in the operating room, which wasn't accounted for because there was only three individuals plus me in there. The anesthesiologist, the nurse who was assisting the surgeon, and me. So four people. Now there's a fifth voice behind me. It says, well, that's what you look like to me all the time. And I turned around. And it was Jesus. And he walked right up to me and he started immediately teaching me. I should have known at that moment that I was coming back because he started teaching me for 45 minutes. And when he was done with me, I had to come back and, and essentially take all my degrees off my wall and humble myself before him. Because I realized that all I needed was the red letters in the Bible all I needed was the book of John. No, I need them all. You know that, right? You understand it. Okay. I'm just trying to tell you, you don't have to die and go to heaven and come back to get what I got. I realized that I had everything I needed for life and godliness through the precious promises that he had given me. And that through these that I could escape the corruption that is in the world through lust and participate and partake in the divine nature. Oh, by the way, that's in the Bible. Second Peter chapter 1. So yeah, I'm a man of the Spirit. I'm a man that's been on both sides, but I'm also a man of the Word. Because to me, that, that you have to understand something. We, we, we break it down here. God actually like portions it out so we can understand it. But he's so big that he can't even explain himself in any language. He can't fit into this realm. But he does. But when he does, things start lighting on fire and melting. And the cedar split. This is all scripture, by the way. Yeah, I'm going to bring the Bible into this too. There's a reason why. The, the, the God, he told me, he said, Kevin, I didn't know anything else to do with you and all the people on the earth than this one thing. I had to take who I was because I couldn't express myself. I put everything into a body and put it into a womb of a mother named Jesus, Jesus' mother, Mary. 
And I walked on the earth for 33 years. That's the best I could do to explain myself. That's the revelation. Did you hear what I just said? God, Emmanuel, God with us, he had to put himself in a womb and walk it out to explain the multitudes of pages it would take in a language that probably is not really available to us because it's, it's, it's a, origin is in heaven. Maybe somebody spoke it in tongues. There's so much to God that he said, you know what? The best I can do is just put myself in a body and walk among people for 33 years. And then maybe you would catch a glimpse of who I am. Isn't that good? Okay, so this is what happened to me. I realized that the body, the body was something that did not just go ahead and agree with God on its own. I noticed that there was another thing when I was out of my body. I noticed that there was a part of me that was uh, what we would call the soul, that was my mind, my will, and my emotions. Not quite clear about everything because it's scriptural to not be clear about it. In Hebrews, it says that even the word of God is a sword, that it's the only thing that can actually separate between the spirit and the soul. So if you don't, you don't have the word of God in your life in a strong way, you're not going to hear God. Okay, the reason why is this, the Spirit of God is always speaking, but your software is, needs updating. You need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This all came clear to me after I'm, I'm gone. And boy, I thought, you know, if I ever came back, I would be so effective. Well, guess what? Here I am. So guess what? I'm going to tell everybody. I'm going to tell everybody how Jesus is. So he's, he showed me that my spirit was a part, the part of me that, that was renewed by the Spirit of God, a new creature, a new creation that's never been in existence before. God made us all new creatures in Christ. So if, if you haven't accepted Jesus this morning, you need to accept him into your heart and allow your spirit to be renewed and redone, and God will give you life abundantly through that. But your flesh and your soul are going to want to vote you off the island. They're having board meetings without you. Did you hear what I just said? Your body and your mind will vote your spirit off the island. They'll have meetings without you. So Paul said, I beat my body daily. So, and it actually in the Greek, if you look it up, black and blue. So that after I have preached Christ myself, I would not become a castaway. And lose out. Like my president of my college said, spiritual junk heap. Ministers ending up on the spiritual junk heap after preaching and doing what God called them to do because the body and the soul were having meetings and voting you off the island. Is everybody okay with that? That's what we're going through. The weapons, listen to this. All this spiritual warfare. And, you know, people tell me, you're at 45,000 feet. You could do spiritual warfare up there in the heavenlies. I go, I got enough going on down here on the ground. All I got to do is look in the mirror. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine a human beings opposing themselves within themselves? That's a scripture. Paul said they oppose themselves. Oh, my God. We could just close right now. See, there's things inside of you that are working against you, and you're confused about that. It's not going to be anymore. So Jesus, time is clicking. Jesus said to me, 
He said, look at, your, look at your new body. That's the body you get in the resurrection. And I could not look at myself. I was so beautiful. I was better than any, the best looking women on earth didn't even come close to me. Men are better looking than the women because you become one with God again in, in the sense, you know, I mean, I don't want you to take this wrong, but you have to actually look at people's eyes because they're so beautiful. You can't look away, at, uh, but you can't look. But you look at people's faces, and that's how you recognize. You don't look at anything else up there. And we're all dressed in robes of righteousness, but you look at their eyes, and then you go, oh, that's, that's Eleanor or that's Robert. But they look so much like God we look so much like God. I mean, that sounds sacrilegious, doesn't it? But Peter said we can participate in the divine nature. It says in Genesis chapter 1 that God let us make man in our image. What's an image? Remember the Polaroid cameras? I mean, we're not God, but we're in an image. Second generation. Guess what happens? Every generation, we take a picture of a picture of a picture, and we end up like we are now. And now, now we gotta, we gotta, we gotta look in the Bible every day just to find ourselves because we forget who we are. Oh my, that, that's a that's a good book. <laughs> that's a, no, no one would write that book. That's my book. I'm gonna write that. <laughs> okay. So I saw. No, no, it's gonna get real strong in here, and I, it's this hands-free ministry because Jesus gets all the credit. So. You just let God lay hands on you. You know, it's not about me. Any one of you could do this. It's just that I chose to yield, and then he sent me back to, to help you to yield. Yield to your destiny, because you all have a part in this glory that's coming upon the earth. He's going to close it out with the best. The, the Father God is going to reveal himself in the glory in this last day. The Father, we've seen the emphasis of the Holy Spirit. We've seen the emphasis of Jesus. Now the Father has saved himself for last, and he's going to reveal his love to you. And that glory is going to correct things. People are going to be healed. Whole crowds are going to be healed, and no one's going to touch them. You watch. Bodies are going to respond because the glory is part of who God is as a person. And there's righteousness in there, and righteousness makes things right. See, it's that easy. Don't complicate it with word studies righteousness rules and reigns in heaven. That's why there's no sickness or dead or anything else. No doubt, no fear. So I was out of my body and I experienced all this. And he, he said, turn back to your body again on the table. And I said, okay. And when I did, I was so surprised. There's a black vest obscuring the, the beauty and the glory, the brightness of my, my spiritual body. And I, was, I had a robe on. You know, nakedness is not what you think. Nakedness we know it in the flesh, but see, nakedness is when you're uncovered before God because of the, the robe of righteousness. See, what, the, what, what Adam and Eve lost was much more than their clothes, you know, or whatever, you know what I'm saying. They became conscious of something that votes you off the island. See, now, we didn't need to know the difference between good and evil because we're not God. We'll, we'll choose the worst. We'll choose the, the evil. It's just because we're the image. We're not the original. God can eat that fruit all day, sit there and laugh at the devil. Because he's not tempted. But we eat of that fruit and our eyes are open and we have a problem. We have discrepancies. We have all kinds of, of things happen inside of us. 
That's why we weren't supposed to eat that fruit. That was for God. God put that tree there to eat from while he was visiting with Adam and Eve. Because he can do that. Because he's God. And he'll always be God. He's always going to be better than you. He's always going to know more than you. That's why he doesn't ask for your opinion. That's why when, it, when Jesus shows up, you have no questions. I, I, the thousand questions, I have thousands of questions that people have asked me to ask Jesus when I see him next. And the thousand that I have, like where the dinosaurs come from? And are there really UFOs? I never think of any of those when he comes. I don't want to talk because I want him to say something. Because I already know everything I know, but I don't know everything he knows. Well, that's another book. Okay. So I saw... This vest, and I, I, I was alarmed. I said, Lord, what happened in just three seconds? He said, well, I put your soul back on that on, from the earth. It's not transformed like your, your body is and your spirit is. You're standing before me. You got a body. I'm giving it back to you in the resurrection. But I just put my soul, overlaid it back on that just to show you what a mess you are. But he didn't say that. He was very nice, but it was, it was bad. And I, he, so I said, what is that? Like, what is it? Because, you know, you want to get rid of it. No, I'm with him. I'm not, I'm not coming back to the earth at this time. You know, I think I'm going on with him, but he's teaching me some things. This is what happened. He said, go crawl this. I want to show you something. And it was all this newspaper print type thing where it was typed out all the phrases of everything that people had said to me that was contrary to what was written in heaven about me. And I said, I remember that. My dad said that to me when I was 12. That's where, you know, Uncle Tommy did this and said this to me because he was mad at me. He was drunk. And Jesus said, you see, people, because they yielded to the spirit of the world, the, 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 the spirit that's now here, the God of this world that, some, that all of us used to yield to, because Paul said we didn't have any way of resisting it. But now we're in Christ and we resist the devil. We push him back. We, we submit to God first, of course. I realized, I said, Lord, he said, I just wanted to show you that those things are still affecting you. They, they were not automatically cleansed. And then he told me about Romans, talking about you know, the renewing and transforming of your mind. You know, that that is a daily thing. That's a process. And the body has to be, right, beaten. <laughs> it has to be told, no. That chicken in the refrigerator is for dinner, not the in-between meal that you're not supposed to have. Because, you know, you start praying in tongues, praying in the spirit, and all of a sudden your body says, hey, remember that chicken? Let's, go to, let's have some of that. Just go ahead and put that in there, zap that. You know, the body will automatically start taking you away from the things of God. It's amazing. I, I, I know because I, I live in a body. But see, I was on the other side and I came back. So I know that you got to tell that thing constantly. It's your earth suit. That's how you function down here. Your, your soul helps your body talk to the spirit. The spirit of God can talk through your soul. To, and you, they all used to intertwine together and they were all one. When we fell... Now we only see one-sixth of light. But there's a whole spectrum. You check it out. Same with hearing. Now the dog will perk up, and you're like, what? They already hear the car. They hear the car coming before you do. My horse would stop in the middle of the desert and wouldn't go any further 
no matter what. And he kept looking back at me like, okay, dummy. And I kept kicking him. And then I smelled a snake. Because when I came back, I can smell snakes now. It's so weird. I looked over like 80 feet in front of me, and there's a six-foot rattlesnake coiled up, same color as the sand in the desert. He goes, you know what? That horse says, you know what? If you want to keep going, just get off of me because I'm not going with you. <laughs> and that's what your spirit's saying all the time. Did you hear what I just said? Your spirit's picking up stuff that your body hasn't been trained and your, and your soul has not been trained because you, you're living by feelings. And, you know, Paul in, in the Corinthians uh, letters, you ought to read them sometimes because he was addressing carnal Christians. Oh, you don't hear about that anymore, do you? Did you know it's still in the Bible anyway? Did you know that even in the Greek, in the, the Greek, the Greek language, it's still there? Like, even he says it in the Greek. Wow. Okay, so I had a wake-up call during this thing, and the Lord says, we need to take care of this. You need to be healed. And I'm thinking, okay, if I'm going to heaven, you know, you know what I mean? You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking, okay, so that was my first sign, but I just, like, ignored it because I'm going to the celestial city, and I'm so excited and I want to, I, there's all these people that I want to meet. And I want to actually talk to David about uh, some of the conquests. I love David. I want to talk to Moses. So I'm excited. I'm going to meet these guys. And then um, there's this lady named Deborah. Oh, man, I want to meet her, man. I'll tell you what. Just reading about her, the, the, the gutsy woman, you know. So Ruth and Esther, too, you know, but... He's talking to me about how I can live victorious down here if I'm accountable, if I'm strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. If, um, like the Galatians, Paul said, you started in the spirit. Are you going to finish your race in the flesh? Those kind of things, you know. And I'm thinking, well, this doesn't apply anymore, does it? Well, you know, like so many minutes later, I'm finding out that it's going to apply, and here I am talking to you. So I have to tell you the truth. And the truth of it is, is it's rigged in your favor. It's literally rigged. You see, the reason it's not working, so to speak, is because you haven't met the requirements. So here we go. How close can you get to God? As close as you want. See, but positionally right now, you're as close as you're going to get positionally. Oh, you all, you all get the buffet. I didn't go into this in the first one. The Lord told me, I'm not going to tell you how it happened. If I did, you'd, you'd buy the book and you'd want to touch me. But see, that's, what, that's, 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 the pro, that's the problem. That's the problem, though, isn't it? You could, somebody, a 12-year-old can get up here and read the Bible, and it's just as powerful. But if I tell you an angel or somebody else came in, all this experience, and all of a sudden, like, it, the parking lot's packed. Was I too hard? I'm sorry. Paul said, you know, are you, am now, am I, I am now your enemy because I told you the truth? Paul said that. It's in the Bible. Okay. <laughs> so you're, you're, in, you're in Psalms 23, right? Here's what I want to show you. 
the Lord said, we need to get this healed. And he said, I'm going to give you the four ways that I heal your soul from trauma, from mishap, from misunderstandings, from hurt. He said, this is obscuring your beauty, and we need to take care of it. All right, Psalms 23. You ready? Oh, good, he's going to get the Bible out. You know, once you meet the word, he's actually a person. You know, the, you know, that, the, you know that person that comes back on the horse? It, it says faithful and true on his leg. You know, it's like the, the one who's on the horse, faithful and true. It's actually a person. It's not what he does. It's who he is as a person. So it, you could say, hey, faithful, and Jesus will turn around and answer to you. So, so in heaven, you're known, you're known by your word, and you're known by your acts, but it's the same thing. Uh-oh. You all know about this, right? I, most of you heard, I get fined $1,200 if I show up the plane more than 30 seconds late. Because there's, there's a lot of people waiting for me to be faithful, counting on me. So guess how many times I've been late in 29 years? Just once. I paid the $1,200 and never did it again. Does it take that to get you to do the right thing? Well, perhaps. But you don't have to be that way. You could just actually read the word of God, believe it, and then you don't have to run into that wall that it's talking about. But it'll tell you that the wall's there, and if you just take it, then you just avoid the wall. But if you don't read this, you're going to find out anyway. That's another book. Okay. All right, here's the thing. As the time clicks down, we got to talk about this. Um, when Jesus was speaking to me, I was waiting for the these and the thous, and they never happened. I mean, he never mentioned King James. I mean, he is, he's a, you know, I thank God for him. And, you know, I've had, I've had people argue with me. You know, and I'm not going to get into that, but they said if the King James was good enough for Jesus, then it's good enough for me. And I'm like, okay, 1611 versus 31 AD, okay, a little bit of a discrepancy there. You might want to check your calendar on that one, but so anyway, when Jesus spoke, everything he said was in the Bible, and I thought, but I want to know you, I was a Bible scholar, okay, so I'd already completed. Are you ready for this? I had my undergraduate, then I had a, like a graduate level. And I studied hours and hours and hours. And he would quote scriptures. And when I came back, I had to look them up. Because, you know, I thought I knew everything. And there was all kinds of stuff in there that I didn't know about. He quoted scriptures. Chapter, verse, actually told me which disciple he said it to. And I had to go back and look it up. Isn't that embarrassing? I want my $60,000 back for, all the, 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 you know, for every year. You know, my education, do you think they'd give me a refund? No, no, I'm not, you know, education's good. I'm not saying that. And I learned more outside of class than I did inside of class, though. I just want you to know. It's good to go to college. But the things about the Bible was is that they would tell me the four things that this could mean. And then I met Jesus face-to-face, -face and he told me the one thing that it means. And I thought, I need a refund. But I don't share those things because, you know, everybody thinks I'm dogmatic, you know. And I just, I, I just, I just speak the truth. But see, the Spirit of God will show you. I mean... John, first John, I mean, he went as far, he was very bold. He said, you don't need anybody to teach you because you got the teacher inside of you. But, you know, we have teachers that have the teacher inside of them, and that's why we submit to teachers, part of the fivefold government of God. 
So there is that. But what he was meaning to say was all these false doctrines that are going around, the Holy Spirit will tell you what's the truth, right? That's what he meant by that. Okay, the Lord is my fierce protector and my pastor. That's Psalms 23, but that's in Aramaic. When I saw this translation, the translation is called the Passion Translation, I said, this is how Jesus spoke to me. So I'm just going to read it to you. The Lord is my fierce protector and my pastor. I will always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. He tracks, his tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. A little bit different, huh? But better. Because God's word, the, the most anointed version of the Bible that you can read is the one that exalts God the most. The one that gives you life. That, take, that doesn't take away from the power of God. Because when you meet him, you're going to realize, wow, words can't even do it. Okay, so we're not down on King James, are we? We're not down on teachers. We're not down on any of that. What I'm trying to tell you is, I needed a correction. And, and uh, he said, Lord, okay, verse 4, Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of the deepest darkness... Fear will never conquer me because you already have. Okay, turn. Now, did you hear that? See, David got conquered by the Lord. So fear was done. No fear because the Lord had him all. Okay, that was the point one. Now turn to Psalms 91. And then we're going to get into the four ways that God heals. Oh, man. You all are in for it. Are you ready? You're going to walk out different. Not because of me. Because the one that counts showed up. Like he always does when, he ask, when you ask him. Every single time he's available to you. The Lord told me that the Spirit of God is always available He's around you. He's in you at any one moment, ready to confirm the word with signs and wonders. But they're not signs and wonders to him. It's just his normal life. Remember, it's not even lunch yet here in heaven. Okay. Verse 1, when you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's my hope, the one that holds me. He's the stronghold, the shelter for me, the only God for me. He's the great, my great confidence. Okay, if you go down to verse um, 9. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded, always be shielded from harm. Always. Did I mention always? It's in the Bible, I'm sorry. It would take a huge act to get this out. But ignoring it is like removing it to you. When you ignore it, it's as though it's not there. But you'll still be judged by it. He said, 
that if you will be in the hiding place, that no harm will come against you. So if there's discrepancies, guess what? It, it, what on what part it's on? It's us. We have to take accountability and responsibility that God is not failing you, okay? I'm just telling you the truth. I'm not your enemy. God sends his angel. They said, well, actually, let's, let's do the verse 10. Um, he will always shield you from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? It's, it's there. Okay, so if God comes into your natural world and he's supernatural, if God comes into your world, guess what's going to give in? Not him. Everything's going to have to move and become what? Righteous. Right. So when God shows up, things start to get corrected. And all of a sudden, how many agree that God doesn't need to repent? Okay, but something's going to have to move if he shows up at your house. And that's what happened to me. He's saying there's something wrong with your soul. We have to do something about that. I wasn't living up to my potential. Do you want to hear about the four ways that God heals? Well, we got 30 seconds. I was looking at the wrong clock. It was going. Where was I before I came back to this realm? He sends his angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. Did I say all harm? It says all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you. Okay, everybody close your Bibles. It's time to be accountable. Somebody's got to show up in my airplane and take those people to where they need to go. I was chosen to be on that flight to do that. And if I don't show up, then I failed a lot of people, just not myself. See, I didn't just lose $1,200. I was affecting a whole bunch of people that were depending on me to be faithful. That's the way it is in heaven. The cloud of witnesses invested a huge amount of money in you. The money is their own life. See, the money, the currency in heaven, is not money like you think. The most expensive asset in heaven is people's souls. The money, the currency of heaven is people. It's more than the streets and the buildings. Do you get that? So what God paid for you was the highest cost that he could ever pay. Now, how would you like it if you did something so extraordinary for somebody and they didn't recognize it? They didn't implement it. They, they mistreated what you did, whether it was lack of understanding or just outright rebellion. How would you feel? Jesus told me that what he paid for me to walk on this life was not for survival. Did you hear what I just said? I was surviving because I was a victim. Tell me how, exactly how many minutes I have so I can just wrap this up. Five, okay. Here's the thing. He said, if you want to operate at your capacity, you've got to be healed. He said, here's the four ways that I heal. That's just what he told me. 
He said, that has to be removed. He said, he walked over to me on my, my body and he went like this. And as he went like this, it adhered, the whole vest just adhered to his hand and it ripped right off and it disappeared. He said, I can wave my hand over you and you will be healed instantly. He said, that's a miracle. He said, but most people are looking for the spectacular and they're missing the supernatural because you can't replicate in a lab the new birth. Jesus tried to explain it to Nicodemus and he couldn't. But he said it's like the wind. You see the effects of the wind. That's the spirit of God in the trees. You see the trees move, but you don't see the spirit. See, that's why we live by faith. That world is more real than this world. Okay, so he could do it that way. He said, or number two is, he said, you can expose yourself to the truth and transform your mind to where, believe it or not, the mind will side with your spirit and vote your body off the island. Some of y'all will get that in about three hours. Third way, you can build yourself up in the Holy Ghost by praying in other tongues and your spirit will get so lit up that it will do a reversal on your soul. How many are wrestlers in here? Reversal. That's when the wrestler thinks he's got the guy. Next thing you know, he's on his back pinned. It's called a reversal. That's what you do to your soul by building yourself up in the most holy of faith, Jude 20, overthrows your soul. And then it gets voted off. No more board meetings without you. The fourth way, he said, is through godly counseling. If the Holy Spirit can anoint people to walk you through and out into your healing. Everybody stand. One of the things the Lord talked to me about was discerning the day of your visitation. Remember how he spoke over Israel and he, he wept. He said he wanted to gather in the children of Israel like ch the chicks to the hen. But you would not have it, he said. You didn't discern your day of visitation. The Lord is speaking right now. And what he's telling you is, is that your potential is so big and great that your mind, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 10 through, read through 15, read the whole chapter, read the whole book. Just read the Bible. <laughs> your mind will never conceive what God has for you. That's my version. I just summarized the five verses. You can't grasp it. That's why you're stuck. You're depending upon something that is black on a beautiful body that God, the way that God made you to be the original. So think about the potential you have right now. You can't. Now get down in your spirit and look. Let the Holy Spirit start to show you who you are. You know what comes to me? As soon as I do that, the Spirit says to me, 
first, the first chapter of Ephesians, verses 17 through 23. The Apostle Paul prayed for the Ephesians who were steeped, steeped in witchcraft. They had all kinds of things happening. You might have all kinds of things happening. You might have more demonic activity than God activity, and, and, and you don't know what to do about it. Well, the Lord has your answer this morning. He says, you make yourself submit to the Spirit of God. You tell yourself that I am going to do everything that the Spirit of God says right now. He's going to walk you into your healing right now. How many are done with themselves? Me, I'm done. Okay. I don't have to touch you. Are you, a, are you ready to get washed over? Raise your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I take what has been heard today, what has been gotten into my ears, I take it into my heart. And Lord God, I ask you to heal me of all the trauma all the mishaps, all the discrepancies, all the hurt, I let it go. This is a big one, okay? I'm telling you why you're about to feel really light. I know it's hard, but you have to say this. I forgive. I forgive those who have trespassed against me. The Lord says, now you're going to fly. Now you can fly with me. The Lord says you will fulfill every word of your book. Psalms 139.16 says that each one of my days was written in a book before one of them came to pass. And the Father says to you right now, because you have prayed, you have released this to me and relinquished your will. I'm coming in. Be healed. In the name of Jesus. Step two. I'm going to address the devil for you. But from now on, you're going to address the devil. Because you have the same keys and authority that I have. See, I'm not here as a minister. I'm here as a flight attendant. My wife's here not as a minister, but as a hairdresser. So you can do this too. I'm going to address the devil, and you are going to sense things leave. That's because... You've been oppressed because the momentum breakers that were sent from the devil to keep you from gaining any speed up, they're going to leave you right now. I'm going to address them this time, but you remember to do this every day. They're hard of hearing. In the name of Jesus, I break every power, not only over this city, but over this church and over every individual in this place. They are activated right now at my word. You sent me back and you said, activate my people by yielding to the spirit so i activate right now lord you sent me back i activate in the spirit i say activate and come alive by the life of god in the spirit of god right now rising up inside of you you are free and i break the power of the devil over you i drive you out by the finger of god in the name of jesus the word of god the same finger that wrote on the ten tablets on Mount Sinai is the same finger that is driving you out, Satan. It's the finger of God. 
that wrote everybody's destiny in this place. It shall be right now. Do you feel that? I'm still standing here. I haven't touched you because you don't need my touch. You need his touch because it's permanent when he touches you. You'll forget me, but you won't forget this. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Just know that you're called according to his purpose and that it's all rigged in your favor. listening. If you enjoyed this message, please connect with us at abbotloop.org and like us on Facebook. Services in Anchorage, Alaska are at 9 and 11 a.m. We hope to see you soon.